This week, we list some of the scariest places in Florida. From Tampa, Florida, this is Sunshine State of Mind. Hello and welcome to Sunshine State of Mind, the podcast where we talk about everything fun under the Florida sun, whether that's the theme parks and local attractions, beaches and hidden gems, events, reviews, reports, and rankings to help you get the most of your time in Florida, whether you're on vacation or a permanent tourist like us. Our website is sunshinestatepodcast.com. Our Twitter handle is at Florida Podcast, and you can email us at contact at sunshinestatepodcast.com. Welcome to Sunshine State of Mind. I'm Andy. And I'm Shannon. Hi, how well, are you? I'm, I'm good. Yeah? I'm a little sore from yesterday, still. Yes, you had quite an eventful day before your event even started. Well, I a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned on the podcast that I got a, a kayak, and I was looking forward to you do, did. going on all kinds of kayaking adventures uh, yep. and talking about them on the podcast, and I was really excited to talk about a kayaking adventure today um, because I got it was an inflatable kayak and I know we've mentioned that some kayaking purists they sort of scoff oh inflatable kayak yes. oh. but um <laughs> what was that <laughs> yeah like the oh, inflatable <laughs> kayak <laughs> what is wrong with you okay um, uh, and, are, they, uh, are the kayaking folks from France they're from like a cartoon version of France <laughs> that's my I guess that's my uh, stereotypical sn- you know how I'm picturing doing that the guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off remember when they go to the restaurant oh and yeah, he, yeah, yeah. And the sausage king of Chicago yeah. Abe Froman that guy with a little mustache yes, on those, yes, I'm yes, picturing yes. that guy Gotcha. If there's such thing as a kayak snob, they kind of look down on, on inflatables for whatever reason. And I liked I, I liked, liked it a lot. I took it out a couple of times. But then yesterday, had this pl- uh, trip plan, a fishing trip plan with a buddy of mine with his kayak. And uh, I met him at his house early in the morning. Yeah, and which we, is a feat for you to get up that early. We did. We loaded. We were going to go uh, fishing in Tampa Bay around some mangrove areas. We it's got, a feat for me, too. I'm not. Like, we're not morning I'm not, people. I'm not scoffing at him. We, I was still asleep when he left. We're not morning people. <laughs> but we uh, I, we got out there. We got the bait. We got out to the spot. We unload his, uh, his kayak, load everything up. I'm sitting there inflating it. It inflates two thirds of the way. And the third one just was just kind of leaking womp, and soft womp, and womp. mushy. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, "No, we came all this way, and and we came all this way, and we had this whole thing planned." And his yeah, and kayak your buddy's was loaded. there with you, with with his like, <laughs> and you know, non-inflatable, not kayak. his hard, <laughs> yeah, his ninety-eight pound one that he stuck in the back of his Ford F one fifty, which is the reason I got an inflatable, so I didn't have to deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah, we don't have a Ford F one fifty. No, I we both drive kind of small cars, and I didn't want to have to do that. Plus storage, but I mean, I'm not totally soured on inflatable kayaks. I'm sort of soured on this one but i liked it the first couple times i took it out yeah i mean i, I i'm sure you did i i assume you stopped liking it once it i once was it so deflated s- <laughs> i was so sad and so mad and so we had the, my buddy and his- frustrated because your friend is with you and he's like let's go fishing together yeah and i was you know super and, excited and you were so excited and i've been wanting a fishing kayak for a long long time and finally and I, but i didn't want to have to put it on the roof and I didn't want to have to like take up a bunch of space in the garage that I don't have. So I thought right. this is perfect. And um, thankfully he's a really cool guy because yeah, he's super laid back. Yeah. Really nice. He guy. was like, Oh man. You know, all right. It's fine. But he, he wrote, he has a double kayak. He's got a tandem. 
So I said, well, what right. if I sit like in the front and I'll just put my seat in this? But my seat didn't really fit in his kayak. Yeah, because so it was inflatable. 20 feet <laughs> off the shore and I almost fell in the water three times. I'm sitting here like tipping and using all my balance. I really wish I could have seen it that. Was, I knew, I like knew in every part of my soul I was going in the water. I knew I was going in. I'm like, okay, my phone is in the dry bag. My keys are back in his truck. I know if I fall in, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to get wet. Yeah. And then I said to him, like, dude, this isn't, this isn't going to work. Why don't we just like go to a place nearby and we'll rent a kayak and I'll yeah. just rent one for the day and we'll go out. Good choice. And it was, it was actually really cool that we did that. So we went to a place called Whedon Island uh, Preserve, Preserve yep. which is a really cool spot to, uh, it's, it gives me a chance to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. So it's, it's, I ins- haven't ever actually been out there. You've never been, have I've you been heard- to the park before? Did we, is that where we went um, frisbee golfing one time? No, but it's not far from there. Okay. So um, no, I've never been there. The Frisbee Golfing Place you're thinking of is on the Tampa side of the of the Gandy Bridge. Okay. This is just on the St. Pete side of the Gandy Bridge. It's behind a power plant and it's right next to Derby Lane Dog Track. Okay. Yep. I know what you're talking really about. Really do dogs there anymore. Yeah. It's a really, really cool spot. Like a lot of mangroves, islands. You don't just have to go there for kayaking. There's a a boardwalk you can walk around on and an observation deck. So you can yeah. kinda walk around and hike and check it out. I rented a kayak there, rented a fishing kayak for 10 bucks an hour. We were out there for pretty much most of the day. And um, we... Well, not most of the morning. Most of, yeah, the most <laughs> of, afternoon, about four hours. <laughs> about four hours. And it was fun because I learned a lot of like the do's and don'ts. And like even in just that four hours, I kind of learned yeah. what Cause you haven't it's actually going like, to take. You, you fish a lot. Like you, you go fishing a lot. But, most but you, usually it's stuff. like yeah. up a pier. So right. this was kind of your first experience in a kayak. So fishing. combining the two, I learned a lot about, okay, what you're going to look for and where to yeah. put your stuff. I learned that like taking a kid kayak fishing who's never really in the Unless fishing they're like an expert is going to be fisherman. really yeah. difficult or take yeah. it because you can't really reach them. You're kind of stuck in that well, chair. Well, and our kids are like, um, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? You know, like, you know, our daughter doesn't want to take the fish off the off the hook and she'll you know, bait her like hooks that. though she's not worried about like putting her hand in a, in a shrimp well bucket. i i don't think it's i don't think she's afraid of fish i think it's that she doesn't want to get like a lot of times you'll catch penfish and penfish can poke you Dave, that's, so hence the name yeah so i don't i think it's just that she doesn't want to get poked not that she's afraid of fish. No, nah, she doesn't. She doesn't want to get, and it hurts to get stabbed yeah. by those things. So I mean, I understand why she doesn't want to touch it, but that doesn't make for good kayaking, right? You know, it's, it's <laughs> hold on, let me turn around and yeah, I mean, yeah it's, take your fish off. You your... can only you only have so much mobility in the thing, right? And that's when I learned, okay, you got to have a spot, a, a kayak set up, so everything is kind of within reach. You don't want to pack very heavy. Right. You want to have a, you know, your poles where you can reach them. Uh, you, you're doing all these weird contortions a lot to try to, you know, figure out your stuff. And me and him, both of us, we were fishing near some mangroves, which is where Snook and Red is a lot. And okay. each one of us, two or three times, I think three, three times, four times for me, you would overcast and you're trying to la- land your bait right in the right in the base where all the fish hang out yeah and, and you, you would the launch it into the trees and yeah. then you're like oh man there's no getting it out of there so you have to reel up get yourself as close as you can snip, snip it, it get it out of there gotcha. but so we get out there though i rent this kayak and it wasn't the most comfortable thing it had a little bit of like a back support issue which i was trying to kind of deal with but i i, yeah. I, I bared through it uh, we're there for maybe 20 minutes not even 20 minutes and i throw i put some little pinfish on on for bait cast it out there 
uh, into the mangroves, and bam, I get a snook on. It, it's nice. pull, it's pulling out. It's splashing around. It's dinner's, jumping around. Dinner served. Uh, we can't keep those. Oh, okay. Unless you've got like a special little stamp. He told me that like right now you can't keep any of them because of the red tide oh. a year ago. They're trying to rebuild the population. There's like oh, a, that like, makes sense. There's like hard, pretty good limits right now on what you can keep. Gotcha. Uh, and it gets off. I lose it. But I see it splashing around in there. And then a minute later, he's he casts out there and he... You know, he pulls back and he's like, someone's eating, someone's eating. And he's reeling it <laughs> That's in. That's funny. It was probably the same one that it, like yeah. <laughs> left yours and it, got on his. Right. Probably. He loses it. And then we oh, had he lost couple, it. Too? He lost his too. Oh, okay. At that point. And, and then we just, we weren't getting any more nibbles. So we moved along and uh, I'm cruising along for a little bit and uh, I wanted to get a little more comfortable. So I get out and I'm kind of like sitting side saddle in the, in, on the kayak, like a bench. I'm okay. fishing like a bench. And I see this big dark shadow come underneath me. I mean, it was definitely, I mean, we were about five feet of water and it looked, it may not have been a shark. It may have been like a cobia or a something, but it had that sharky look to it. My feet are in the water, that sharky shape. (laughs) Were your feet in the water for long? I I didn't, wasn't really worried about it. I can kind of see where it was going. I'm like, oh, there's some big fish here. And I yelled at my buddy and he didn't see it. I go, if you cast right here, you're going to be right on top of it. And uh, it went away. But so we we kind of, you know, moved around the area a little bit. Nibbles here. We weren't really getting anything. And then my buddy says, let's go try those docks on the other side of the, uh, the, the bay there. Okay. So we paddle. He's way ahead of me at this point because I was having kind of like trouble like with my bait bucket thing kind of tied up to my boat. And but I catch up to him and then I pass him and I'm like completely passing him like he's standing still. <laughs> and he's sitting there paddling and paddling. And I'm like, man, this is like either a really fast kayak or I'm a really fast paddler or he's just really slow. So we get we get across. We cut across the channel. We're hanging out in this little pier area. And my buddy goes, dude, I just forgot. I forgot to pull out my anchor. I've been dragging my anchor for the last for the last 10 minutes. So like, That's funny. Uh, he must have like thought that he was like. Just, out of shape or he something. said that he's like I'm, i thought i was just real out of shape it was that was the hardest kayaking i've ever had to do and it was That's like funny. on a clear day there was no wind there was no no breeze no yeah. waves um an anchor will definitely slow yeah, you down yeah. and i'm like this is the guy with his own kayak all his own gear he's so got it made you feel a he little does better all about yourself stuff. yeah he's got a truck dedicated to his kayaking lifestyle and he's dragging his anchor across the <laughs> across the bay gotcha um yeah and then and then in that spot we did i actually long story short i got skunked on the day i did catch a i had a few nibbles and i had i lost a few but my buddy he did catch one decent snook so yeah that was fun I saw the picture yeah Looked like a good fish congratulations yeah, yeah that was fun he's like this is what's fun about kayak fishing is you catch something and it'll drag you around a little bit. And I mean... It, yeah, that does seem like yeah, it would be like fun. The boat isn't really attached to anything. You're not attached to the... Except for that anchor. To the anchor, yeah. <laughs> so you're getting dragged around by the fish a little bit. But um, yeah, so we had a fun day, even though uh, I got skunked. You're just being well, out there. We just, have a couple it's just fun of, being out there. We have a picture of you, I think, don't we? Um, of you out there yeah, among the mangroves. If, we're, if you're on Facebook, I'll put it here. Uh, my buddy told me... or he means YouTube. YouTube, rather. <laughs> my buddy told me, yeah, this was you going into the mangroves to retrieve one of your hooks <laughs> you your after hooks? you launched in there. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, But Weedon Island, it was just fun being out there, even if you do get skunked. Just kayaking is fun. And yeah. uh, there's a place that you can rent kayaks there for... I think it was, it's like 17 bucks for the first, um, for an hour, but then it goes down from there. It, it mm. averages out to about $10 an hour. Well, and I'm glad that you found that so that you guys were still able to go and, 
your day wasn't ruined yeah, I knew because it was, of a punctured I knew it was inflatable a, kayak. Right. I don't know if it's a puncture or what, but it wasn't It's fa- a puncture. It wasn't, it's leaking. It, was leaking. <laughs> it wasn't far and I'd been there before and I knew even if you didn't catch anything, it's such a neat place to kayak yeah. because of the mangroves. There's even a spot called the mangrove tunnel that you can go through along a trail. They have a, what's called a kayaking trail and you can follow yeah. numbers. And you follow these numbers around and it takes you on a whole, like a self-guided tour of the area. So that was fun. At one point, this was kind of interesting. I don't think I told you about this. Uh, We saw this one group of about 15 kayaks all like playing Marco Polo with each other. Oh, really? So we hear them yelling, Marco Polo, Marco Polo. And we were kind of far away, but we can still hear them. Like that's funny. I never see anybody doing that. That sounds really hiking. fun. Well, we could we we come back. We could get back to the area where the launching area. And um, I was talking to somebody who it turned out he was like managing the group, and he says it's a monthly kayaking group for visually impaired people, Aww, like blind kayakers. That's awesome. And that's what they do. They go out there and play Marco Polo in the that's kayak. That's really cool. I thought that was interesting. That's like so wow, cool. yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty neat. That's so, really neat. That's cool. But that's we, very cool. Um, Weedon Island near St. Pete, cool place. So yeah, I yeah. Throw that I'm out glad there. As you a, had a good as time. a recommendation if you're in the area. Um, there's a pier to fish off of, or rent kayaks, or yeah, just hang out and check out the the boardwalk. So, nice. Very cool. Um, before we get into our daily topic, I did see a little uh, splash of news today that uh, I don't know if you knew about this yet, but do tell the Skyliner reopened. The Disney Skyliner ah. reopened only after what a week? It has been a week and two days. So they relaunched it today. It opened today. They did it today. Uh, it's open from like eight thirty to ten a.m. They said. Wow. Which I guess is sort of shortened hours. I think it, it normally okay ten a.m. or ten p.m. rather. I mean not eight thirty. 8.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. p.m. Mm-hmm. 10 p.m. seems a little early to close it. So I don't know. I think they're trying to uh, open it a little later and keep it and close it a little earlier just to do a little checks on it, maintenance on it. Okay. Things hmm. like that. But it reopened. So I well, thought I really thought it was going to be closed for a while. Um, yeah. At least I'm at glad least they figured out the problems because. Yeah. They didn't. The funny thing is they haven't said what the problem is. They're actually kind of being secretive about that. Hmm. That seems so, that seems like something that you would want to share so people like believe that you've got it fixed, you yes, know? Yes, yes. Or they don't want to scare people if Maybe. they if it's something I don't know. If it's something like um a gnat got in the way. I mean know? nobody got hurt. Nobody got you well, know, no lives were lost yeah. or ruined, so that's it's just, true. It's just a bad thing. I yeah, mean, it wasn't great, but theme park rides get stuck. It's part of life. True. Very few times do hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. People get stuck at one time, right? On something that's a hundred feet in the air and brand new, yeah. but you know it happens. It happens. it happens. In fact, it happened last weekend. It did. So on to the topic of the week. Um, last year for Halloween, we did a whole bunch of Halloween episodes throughout the month of October. Yep. Uh, we did one that was like a Halloween haunted house roundup, just some of the best haunted houses in the state. We did. Like haunted, like haunted houses where you walk through and like people jump out and scare you kind of haunted houses yep then we did a um, an episode about like haunted places in florida correct that was one of my favorite episodes ever so oh, really i really like that one that was one that you put together yeah and that was really good thanks i really like that episode so we'll link to that in the show notes again if anybody wants to go back and hear that and didn't we are, are we still planning um to i think we're going to re-release our haunted house episode yeah the haunted house episode a lot of that information is still kind of the same as far as i yeah. know i mean it's in general it's the same you should we're going to re-release it like on like a wednesday or 
um, in the middle of the week, not as our episode for the week, obviously, but we're going to re-release that maybe on Wednesday or Thursday. And with the caveat, we'll do a little intro at the beginning with a caveat that you should double check all the times, dates, you know, prices, because it all could have changed but those are still haunted houses that are still happening most of them are in the annual area. They're every year yeah. and they just hit them back out so i know that that's a really popular thing to do during halloween and october and wanted to edit yep. but, but i didn't want to redo the same episode again so we thought yeah we'll just i mean rehash the same stuff re-release the greatest hits and say uh, yeah yeah hopefully this is still the same yeah um and if there is anything different we'll make a note of it for yeah. sure for you but because of Last year, we did the haunted attractions and haunted houses. This year, I wanted to do an episode about Florida's scariest places, scary Florida places. Maybe not the scariest, but a, a list but of scary about Florida, yeah. 10 scary Florida places that are not really not ha- They're not considered haunted. haunted. They're not necessarily haunted. They're not, they don't right. have any like that weird backstory to them or paranormal stuff, but are a place that if you go they're going to be they might be kind of freaky yeah kind of scary and and one of the places that i know is on your list is something that we have done in the past we have and i think that i mean we've done a few of these things but i think the one that you're going to talk about probably in a little while here was kind of your um your inspiration for it this was episode. it was i think because i remember after we did it I said, and I quote, that was the scariest, cool thing I've yeah, ever done I, in my life. I, I remember the day like yesterday. I mean, I can <laughs> see it was one of those experiences where it's just burned in your brain. Yeah. So, yeah. It was super cool. So yep, we'll get to that. Yep. We'll forget for sure get to that. But so do you want to start or do you want me to start? Um, I will let you, I'll let you start. Okay. So and, and this will kind of give you... Um, a preview of what this episode is like, like which kind of things we're picking here. So my first one is um, starting off with Gatorland. And I know we've talked about Gatorland about a million times on this episode, on this, on the show, but um, there's one actually actual thing that you can do at Gatorland that is kind of unique to Florida. It is. And to Gatorland, basically you can go in and zip line at Gatorland, over 130 different giant crocodiles and alligators, and you're ziplining right over them. So if you're afraid of either heights, zip lines, or gators, this is going to hit the, the And the, most people the are afraid for of, of heights and gators, I would think. You know, I mean, I mean, not, I don't know. I think most people are, are afraid of you know, falling from a great height, into whether a, or not they're afraid pit. of heights or not. And yeah, and afraid, you know, of, of gators, if, if they're approached by one, I would be afraid. Gators are mostly pretty chill. They're, they do have kind of a mostly. bad ra- reputation. If, they do. If you like fell into a pit of gators, I know that sounds like horrifying. Yeah, they, I'd be horrified. Most likely, <laughs> realistically, the gators, they would, would, run the gators would probably would scatter. scatter. Yeah. Well, um, unless what, you landed right on one and freaked him out and he hit you in he, self-defense. Yeah. Now, if they did this over the crocodile pit. Yeah, then you're out. You're out. That man. would be that would take the terror to a next level. <laughs> well, um, it's like I remember um, you told me this, I think, that like the guy, what was his name? Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. Yeah. He always used to refer to alligators as frogs with I teeth. I heard. Right? Yeah, he said the American alligator is just frogs with teeth. He said they're just whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, now, I mean, don't get us wrong. Alligators can be dangerous. And they do. And every, feed them. every now and then you hear someone getting getting attacked Hurt or, or getting bit. Yeah, but it's super Killed rare. by an alligator, but it's pretty rare. But still, the idea of flying over but, them in a zip line, that's kind of uh, cool. Yeah. That's 130 of them. Scary and cool. And they're in like a 
relatively small little lake as well. So it's it's a large cluster of gators, I would say. And it's I don't think it's not just one zip line, isn't it? Like a whole network of yeah. Them? There's a network of zip lines, and um, basically you are anywhere from um, like seven stories high to like you know sixty six five sixty feet or so high, um, and it's twelve hundred different. It's 1,200 feet, and it's different lines. But over most of the lines, you're tra- you're traversing over gators or crocodiles. So it's or it's crocodiles. Cool. Yeah, they don't they don't they don't mix them well, together. I, I know there's one big pond there that did have crocodiles in it because I remember being there. Really? Yeah, there was. Um, I remember it was off to the when you walk. Usually in, the crocodiles the are separated. I think this was only crocodiles. Uh, it was oh, off to, okay. the, there's that giant alligator pit, and then yeah, off yeah, to yeah. The, yeah, um, they have a bunch of crocodiles. They have a bunch of alligators, but they're not usually intermixed. They're not, I, as far as I know. We were walking around. I remember this gate. This crocodile was sort of swimming in the water, like, yeah. kind of eyeballing me a little bit. Well, and it says you're you're going over Cuban and Nile crocodiles, which I think are some of the most aggressive. Um, and, the Nile ones, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then also over a, an alligator breeding marsh. So, and that's where there's 130 giant alligators below. So, and you're anywhere from, um, like I said, about six or seven stories high. And you're going um, from 230 to 500 feet on, on any one zip line. So I think there's... You know, like Andy was saying, there's like a connection of different zip lines that you go from one to the next to the next. Um, but on that, on each one, you would go, be going anywhere from 230 to 500 feet. I hope it doesn't pull a skyliner and get hung up in the middle of that thing. Well, as long as you continue hanging and you don't fall, I think you're all right. Um, so it's, uh, let me see here. It The price is, I have it here somewhere. Where did it go? Um Oh crush, that's unfortunate. I can't find it. That's all right. Um, it. I had it. I'll add. The, I'll have, add the link in the show yeah. notes. Um, I think I want to say that it was seventy five dollars, but um, but I'm going off of memory because I I thought for sure I had included it in my notes. But the um the good thing to know is though that it also includes admission into Gatorland. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, um, the price does include it, whatever that may be. <laughs> okay. Gator. Um. Oh, the Gatorland. Uh. The, Gatorland is it's it it's in, okay you got it's you get in admission to Gatorland when you buy zip lining when not zip not lining. the other way around oh yeah, yeah not yeah. you I'm buy sorry. Gatorland tickets that's yeah, okay yeah you're if you when you buy your zip lining tickets it includes admission to Gatorland gotcha yeah so so my first one here is I'm gonna piggyback I don't have mine in any particular order but I'll order them depending on what you say to, okay. to kind of go off of yours my next one is a Gator Gatorade based attraction because it is Florida Florida mm-hmm. scary stuff. I've put Lake Jessup on the list here. Um, that's we've in, been here. That's in Oviedo. We've been here before. Um, we've been to the Black Hammock. And you did this on one of your top um, places Floridians don't want you to know about. Yeah. Uh, YouTube video. Because Lake Jessup is believed to be the highest population density of gators in the whole state. There's about 10,000 gators living in there. That's a lot of gators. We, again, say that gators are pretty chill. They're not really, really a right. dangerous thing to to be around generally but i, mean, I still wouldn't want to i would want to run into in one and i would yes i mean things happen <laughs> yeah. but the reason i put this on here is because at lake jessup you can take airboat tours and you can take an, a night airboat tour Ooh. where you go out onto the most alligator infested lake in florida at that's night cool. and that's, that's about cool. it's about 60 dollars a person it does take you out for an hour it's not just gators you can see birds you can see bald eagles i say it's a really good time to see it's just around twilight so you see okay. a lot of 
the animals and the birds and everything are really kind of coming out coming to life at that time as it starts huh. to get a little cooler so you can do that you know, take an airboat ride at night on the most alligator infested lake i hate the word infested by the it, way it does sound like a bug situation infested like yeah i've got, I got an infestation of cockroaches not yeah. gators or yeah. koala bears koala bears <laughs> right um, um so yeah, that, I think that would be a cool thing to do. We've done an airboat tour in the Everglades before. But I didn't know that they had a night thing there. Yeah, they do. It's, um, I believe it's by reservation only. Mm-hmm. Got the info right here. And how much is that? The night tour, it's $61 a person. Oh, you need to make a reservation 24 hours in advance. So okay. I guess, and it's a minimum of six people. Oh, it's a private tour. So it's private. You need to, uh, you can't just, it looks, sounds like you can't just show up and, Say, hey, take me out on your airboat. You have to kind of uh, organize this ahead of time. That makes so sense. Give them a call ahead of time so they have somebody there to take you out. So that's cool. Sixty-one dollars, sixty dollars and ninety-five cents for adults, and fifty-one dollars for kids. Huh. Well, so I didn't know that that was on your list. Oh, just so you know. Okay. You well, put I that mean, on your I list. I I didn't put that on my list, but um. But I mean, I know I know a couple of the items on your lists, but um, I didn't know that that one was on there. And I did find another Gator Nights. Oh, good. And it's called Gator Nights. And Gator it's a Nights Sawgrass and my radio. Recreation. I, I know this is, seems very Gator themed right okay. now, but um, three of our ten are Gator themed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <It's> a- <laughs> this is what happens when you you know create two separate lists. Yes, we like to not see each other's list. Right. Well, I mean, we know that. I think we know that because you knew what was on my list. Except for this one. Well, because you gave me a couple ideas yeah. and you said, I'm taking that one. <laughs> right. So, um, so you, I think in this, that, in this particular case, we knew we weren't like picking the same one. Well, as I'm looking but... at mine and hearing yours, a few of mine are, there are a lot, a lot of them are water oriented, water okay. or animally oriented. Well, mine are too. Okay, good. So, it's Florida. It's yeah. Gators and water are. Recreation. Are yeah. Part water of the deal. activity outside. Absolutely. Sawgrass Recreation Park has something called Gator Nights. Where's Sawgrass Recreation Park? It's in the Everglades. Oh, okay. So you think your um, alligator-infested lake is scary. Head on down to the Everglades. Yep. Um, There's probably more gators there. It's just that It's there, it, the Everglades is sort of it's a bound, larger. Bound, yeah, it doesn't have any boundaries. <laughs> right, it's just right. the whole thing. So um, this particular tour, it's one hour. Um, it's a nighttime airboat adventure in the Everglades. And it's only on Wednesdays and Saturdays. And they meet at 8, leave at 8.30. And the tour guides actually take you out there to see and hear a variety of repti- reptiles. And they take you out with um, large flashlights as well. Oh, so you can like shine so them up? you can shine your... And I don't know if everyone knows this, but I think we've talked about it before, but that if you shine a light into an alligator's eyes or if you shine a light on a lake where an alligator's eyes are peeking up out of the water, they glow. Yeah. So There's pictures of it out there and it's really creepy. Very creepy. It's very Halloween-y. It's a bunch of like little just red eyes looking yeah. back at you from the light from and the, from the i know lake. i've talked about this before but my brother would take me out on our lake when i was a kid um and we would go out on the lake and he would take a flashlight and we would look for gators like we didn't hunt them or anything like that but we would just go out there to look for gators um and there'd be a ton of them out there they're, so they're everywhere um so this is you know near and dear to my heart uh so this particular uh adventure isn't 
that expensive. It's actually cheaper than what you have over there. It's $40 for adults and $20 for children. And there's no age limit for kids. So, um, you know, and kids three and under are free as well. So it's pretty cool. I, mi- and I missed the beginning. Did you say it's like a walking tour or is it a no, boat? No, it's, it's on an airboat. Oh, yeah. for 40 bucks? That's yeah. a good deal. Yeah. So I thought that sounded really cool. And just the fact that you can go out there in the Everglades where there's probably... Who knows how many alligators you would see on one of those nighttime trips, you know, with their glowing eyes. Not just gators, but there's hundreds. there's all kinds of stuff out. I mean, there's there's yeah. panthers out there. There's even bears. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. So I, I think that's really cool, and I kind of want to go do it. Um, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> what side of the Everglades is it on? Do you know if is it on like the east side or the west, like the more of the Naples east side or the Miami side? I don't know. It's Sawgrass Recreation Park is the name of it. Cool. I'm so gonna, we'll have to look that check up. Check that out. Cool. So the first one, the next one on my list here, this is a place I, you would never catch me ever going. Um, probably, in my opinion, the scariest place on this whole list. And okay. This is. Uh, you ever I'm, in, heard, I'm intrigued. For for me and probably for a lot of folks, um, it, this is near Wikiwachi. When I say the name, it's not going to sound too scary. This is called the Eagle's Nest. Oh gosh, <laughs> eagles are terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> um, the Eagle's the Eagle's Nest is it's uh, it's just about three miles from Wikiwachi. It's in a wooded area. When you look at this, it just looks like a nondescript pond. But it it descends down 300 feet deep into miles and miles of underwater maze-like underwater caverns. Oh, gosh. Like So for like scuba diving, like cave diving? For cave diving. This place Mm -hmm. is considered the... the, the, It's world famous. Very dangerous, world famous for cave diving. It's very dangerous. Considered world famous and just about the most dangerous cave diving place in the world. Wow. It's considered the Mount Everest of cave diving. Did you? Are there any pictures? There are. There's actually pictures of this and there's YouTube videos. So if you want to look at YouTube videos, it looks gorgeous. Like if you could actually go do this, I would never in a million no. years. Because it's not just scary. It's legitimately dangerous. Uh, 11 people have died here, mm. um, including people who are... They know what they're doing. People who are oh sure who, who've done you this before. You can't go cave diving and not know what you're doing. You can't. You you have to get without re- you, have, you have to get certified, <laughs> and you have to really know what, not just open water certified. Yeah, you have to be cave um, dived, cave diving certified. Cave diving cert, open water certification. Anybody, it's easy. Anybody could do that. But on yeah. but di- cave diving, that's a whole different deal. This place, like I said, eleven people have been killed there, including one just last January. Oh, jeez. Um, they had to sort of tighten up the rules on this place because it was closed for a couple of years after somebody died, and for about three or four years, it, they just wouldn't allow anybody to even go here. And then a bunch of cave divers just sort of revolted, revolted, and said, "Guys, we got to open it up." I mean, okay. It's if you're into this, you're really into it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't do this, Eesh. but they they sort of That's tightened scary. up. They tightened it up a lot as far as what you it takes to go there now. So now you need a permit. You can't just show up and go diving. Okay. Um, even with a cave diving Where certification. Where do you get a permit from? Uh, that's Probably a good question. The, like, the Maybe the, the state or the county or somebody there, and you need to have at least sixty dives, sixty cave dives under your belt. So wow. you can't just uh, go. That's ca- probably a good thing, right? To have make sure that they have that kind of experience. I feel like sixty cave dives is pretty good. You can't yeah. just be fresh off your cave diving certification and 
show up at the Mount right. Everest of cave diving and then right. expect to know what you're right, doing. Right. It's like, oh, I climbed the top of that hill. I'm going to go climb Mount Everest right. now. Might so, as well. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, it's funny because this is very close to Wikiwachi and it's, um, when you see it, you look at it on Google Maps and it just looks like this small little pond out in the middle of the forest. Yeah. And I, it makes me wonder, how did anybody l- learn about it? Like, how do you just go in there? I mean, I guess divers probably explore things like that, but who was the first person to see this pond, decide to go down diving in there, and then discover this huge network of um, I don't know underwater caves? I don't know, but I, would, I could ask the same thing about another one on your list that I know is there. Like, who decided to go in that particular water Oh, that particular spot? Water That's next area. on my list. Yeah. So I don't know how people find a lot of things. Like, and my know. next question is, why is it called the Eagle's Nest if it's 300 feet deep? It's the... I don't know. I don't know. It's strange, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so that's near Wikiwachi. That's a place that I don't recommend anybody ever going. <laughs> I would never go there, but it's very... It, the idea of being 300 feet underwater in a cave environment is... Sounds terrifying. Very scary. But definitely go check out videos of this place because it looks really cool. I mean, it looks great if you're... Yeah. Well, and can we... I mean, I'm sure we can pro- probably find some, uh, you know... I'll link to videos. Creative Commons or something like if that. If I can't find anything that I can use, I will infer that for YouTube. That we can put in the YouTube video. I'll link to someone else's video. So. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of, we were just listening to a Stuff You Should Know uh, all about beekeeping. Oh, yes. And Josh said something about how, you know, the, like 40, about 45 minutes of of your scuba diving class is scuba diving learning to scuba dive and the rest of it is just learning, learning how, not, how to, to, not to die not to die that's <laughs> i told people that if you learn I, you can learn how to scuba dive in 10 minutes like what yeah like what go what to do if something goes but wrong but then how to stay alive that, yeah. is that's the most important part right because, right yeah, right yeah. so i'm assuming that cave diving is just like a ramped up version of that well, but again I, like if you don't practice like i mean i'm scuba certified but i haven't been in so long that i wouldn't go and without go again without a refresher course yeah i would take a refresher too it's just been it's been so long and with, and it's like anything without practice you get rusty and that's the thing and like, that's like a place that you don't want to be rusty like you right know? now if i would 30 feet under i'd the be water. comfortable going out it's been a while since i've gone diving but I'd, I'd feel comfortable going diving it would just be the whole practicing yeah but you've been since stuff. i have yeah you 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 have gone more often than i have but so. the practicing staying alive part um, I know there's a lot of like wire. They they run like a rope behind them, almost like a if you can imagine oh, for like cave a, diving. Yeah, yeah, like a a trail. Yeah, to like get a trail out. of breadcrumbs. But, but if if you don't manage your air right, if you yeah. if you don't if your lights go out on you, if right. you Kick up the there's what a lot. If the rope gets tangled. There's a that's <laughs> what if the rope gets severed. There's a lot that can go wrong. Oh, so gosh, again, you'll so never scary. catch me doing it, but no. I would love that people do it because I could. Watch your videos from afar. Right, right, right. It right. looks gorgeous. So let me get right into the next one then. I know I'm doing two in a row here. You're bit, doing two in a row. But it kind of, it, it piggybacks off the one I just okay. said. And this, and this is, is the one that I said that was the coolest, scary, scary thing, thing you ever I've done. ever done. Yeah. And because we were just talking about scuba diving. And this is Hudson Grotto in Hudson, Florida. This is a little north of Clearwater, Florida. Yep. And this is um everything I just mentioned. The This is the eagle's nest, but without the fear of, of getting of lost dying. in a 300-foot <laughs> underwater cave and dying. Yeah. Um, you can you can go here as an open water diver. In fact, we went here to learn diving. They took yeah. us here before. When we, we were getting certified. Yeah, they took us here. And it's... It's, it's an old um, sinkhole. It's actually, 
considered a prehistoric limestone sinkhole. And the thing I read says it's most likely the oldest inland body of water in Pasco County. So really? It's an old, old water. It's an old, it, when you look at it again, it just looks like a pond. Yeah. And um, it's very tea colored. Very tea colored. It looks like dark. They call them tannins. Tan. It's all leaves um, that get and in the water. Like, yeah, the decaying leaves and things like that. And it has the most ridiculously rapid thermoclines I've ever experienced in my life. If you get in there and 20 so, feet deep, it's and if you 20 don't know what a colder. thermocline is, it's basically the it's like um, you know layers of temperature changes in the water, and it's almost like I always think of like when you mix like water and oil. And how you can see that line. Yeah, it's how it is. You know, there's almost like a line of the next colder temperature. And we were going down through these thermoclines and I was so cold. Like I was, and I was wearing a sweatsuit, a sweatsuit, (laughs) (laughs) a hoodie. I was wearing wearing gloves and no, I was wearing a um, scuba suit and what's it called? Wetsuit. Wetsuit. Uh, A full you know, length wetsuit, not one of those shorty ones. And I was shivering. I was so cold. Well, they took us down to, uh, there's these platforms. This place is actually set up for exploring, for diving, yeah. but also it's set up for teaching and, and uh, doing classes there. And there was these platforms. Remember those platforms that were under the water? Oh, yeah. There were several I levels do. of them. So yeah, you yeah, went yeah. on there and you went down deep. And I remember everybody looking at each other like, it's really cold down yes, here Yes, it is really and cold. when it was over one of the guys in our class almost said guys i was almost ready to just cut to to go up like i couldn't take it any <laughs> it was longer so cold. just to the next yeah. level up where it's warm you right. know i just read that the, the um the the different there's actually a mix of fresh water and salt water in that in the in hudson grotto yeah so the, the, the top layer is fresh and as you go down you hit salt water at the, oh. at the base so huh. that might have something to do with it i don't it. know but it is it was so cold and the other really amazing so that's you know scary enough for those of you that don't like to be cold but um the really scary part i felt like of that particular dive and why i, I would con- include it on a scary list but i would like do this, it again tomorrow absolutely it, right is like you can look up which is it's kind of hard to look up when you're scuba diving because you have a giant tank on your back but you can look up and see the sun and and there's sun coming in so you can see the sun's rays and all the water is tea colored but when you look down it's just a dark black hole yeah you are you don't see anything it's like floating through space yes so when you look at it like i said before it just looks like a pond but it drops off dramatically. There's no real beach. You're right. in there and it goes down to 155 feet deep at the bottom. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, that's a big first yeah, drop. <laughs> when you get in there and we were floating around at maybe 40 feet deep yeah. and you looked and you just see nothing but just darkness below you. Yes. And so it's a 155 foot hole. There's no cave system here to speak of. Right. But people who, who practice uh, deep diving do go down there. And, yeah. and there's actually some stuff down there. There's a couple of VW buses that they put down there. That's cool. And there's all kinds of little you know, knickknacks that they put along You'd the walls. You'd have to take lights, though, by the time you, you get that You low. would have to. Yeah. You, could, you would need lights for when we went. So you said well, we didn't have lights. We didn't, but it you almost, you could, you, I mean, they I wouldn't see, be a like, bad I thing to have. I could see you, and I could see, like, I could see the other divers 
it was very tea colored water, but we weren't at a depth deep enough that the sun wasn't still impacting the water. It, you yeah, know? it's weird. Like, you can see. But once you get to 150 feet, the sun it's, can't it's reach gotta you anymore. It's got to be black yeah. as night down there. Right. So the water is tea colored and it's, but it's clear. Like you can see each other, oh, yeah. but you're seeing each other through like a through dark tea. water. And so the, <laughs> when you look up, you see the sun and it's got like this yellowish red yeah. color to uh-huh. it. Yep. And, uh, I remember we were down there for like a half an hour. We did like a lap of the entire thing. Yeah, freezing. And Absolutely freezing. <laughs> we were cold for a while, but I remember we came up a little bit to the it point where it wasn't yeah. so bad. And, oh. and we did a lap. And it's like, it was like so cold, like that you like think maybe I should pee on myself. Yeah, to warm it, was, myself it was really cold. <laughs> you pee a lot when, in, you know, in your wetsuit when you scuba dive. That's part of the deal. That's part of the deal. That's, in case you don't know. That's the, uh, the self-warming system. Yes, on the exactly. Thing. And I remember, like you said, that when we did the lap and you could see everybody, you could see the walls look like, it felt like cave diving, but without being in a cave. Right. Because you, you're along the sheer walls yep. of the mm-hmm. thing. And there's fish in there. We saw some, I remember seeing, looking up and seeing turtles and some catfish and bass in there. Okay. I don't remember that. And I remember coming up because it was really spooky. This has been like, what, It's, it's 10, been a while. 12, at least. 15 at years least, ago almost yeah. now. Yeah. And then we came up and I remember you going, that was the coolest scary thing i've ever done in my life it was and really cool it was really cool it was like being in an underwater haunted house but without yeah. the i think that's exactly what it was like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. without but it was cool i would i would do it again 100 percent. i would do, do it again, again. but knowing that if you go any more deeper than 25 30 feet it's freezing down there it, it's freezing so yeah. yeah i'll put if i find you almost a, need like a dry suit at that point <laughs> you almost do and imagine it 155 feet deep how uh-uh. cold it's gotta be they must wear dry suits at that point right um i would think i would hope so i, I don't know how you could survive i i was unless it gets warmer so again down there i don't know how could it though the the sun isn't reaching it maybe it's something to do with the well like i guess it's a saltwater freshwater mix so maybe down there it's warmer. i don't know probably not but i don't know if i find videos of this i'll link to them in the yeah, uh in the so, show notes because so cool. it's something it's definitely worth seeing and that's hudson grotto in hudson florida and anybody can go scuba dive there or even swim or snorkel there you can go swim yep. in there and check this place out so it's open yeah, to the public sure. and um, i would think it'd probably be maybe not just as scary but almost as scary to snor- snorkel there i think you're... it'd be scarier to snorkel there because then all you're doing is looking down into the depths you, you there's nothing yeah. to look up at that's true that's and true you that's can't true. even look up and see the sun you're just snorkeling over a black hole yeah yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I, you know what? Forget it. I'm never going back. <laughs> <laughs> he turned, he changed my mind. You're funny. All right. So my next one, should I do two in a row? Cause you did two in a row to like layer. Sure. If, unless I've got one that, that, uh, piggybacks yeah. off yours that I didn't know about. Okay. Well, um, so my next one I have talked about before, but I felt the need to include it here again. Um, and that is spook Hill in Lake Wales, Florida. Because the name's Spook. Yeah. Well, so there's nothing haunted about this place, although there is like a very fun little, um, you know, like sign at Spook Hill that tells the story of an Indian chief and an alligator and a fight and, you know, some tale associated with the two of them fighting and how that has impacted or how it supposedly is haunted, but it's not haunted. It's actually just a really amazingly cool optical illusion yeah it's pretty famous yeah and and it's funny because it's actually right around the corner from bach tower which is another like place that we highly recommend going to it's beautiful there amazing gardens um we have some footage of that as well it was one of our top 10 places floridians don't want you to know about and right around the corner literally like probably less than a mile or two away is spook hill and the way that it works is and i was just there 
what, probably maybe two, a year and a half ago, two years yeah, ago, you to do wasn't this. Long ago. I, you know, it's funny. I haven't, I haven't You've never been. been here yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll have to go one day and take the kids because it is fun. Like it, it, it's an excellent optical illusion because it really does feel like you are rolling uphill. Like hundred percent. Is there like, um, there's like a little start finish line for yeah. you. So, um, the, the sign, the sign explains what to do, but on the road, they've actually painted like a line where you should start and you park your car at the line and you put your car in neutral and then you take your foot off the, off the brake and your car begins to roll uphill at that point. And it's not actually rolling uphill it's rolling downhill but the way that the topography is in that area you really feel like you are rolling uphill is it on like a major not a major road, not at all is it on a road where you be like causing traffic for people who it's live in the neighborhood a, it's on a road that the only reason people go on that road is to do this okay good good <laughs> pretty much good i mean like right around the corner is an elementary school called spook hill elementary school that's a fun name for a school yeah can you guess what their mascot is the ghosts their mascot is Casper the ghost. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun. So that's right around the corner from they're there. Go- they're the ghosts. They are the ghosts. The, yeah. the Spook Hill ghosts. The that's ca- a cool yeah. name for a, for a mascot. Yeah. So anyway, but this is just, I don't know, this holds a special place in my heart. I really, I think this is kind of just a fun little, definitely don't come to Florida just to go to Spook Hill. But if you're in the area anyway, if you're going to Legoland, you know, or Bach Tower or something like that. Swing by Spook Hill because it's always it's just a fun little thing to see. It's a fun it's a fun story to yeah a fun to story, share. Fun now, I'm stuff. it's one of those things as being like a free attraction in an area that's no nobody living on it. I'm glad and pleasantly surprised that it's not you know surrounded by billboards right now just because they know people are going to come and look at it. You know like yeah that's true. People are going to stop and, and there's not just a giant Budweiser billboard right staring right. at you and a whole bunch of. Well, ads for uh yeah local exactly. stuff all over the place because they know you're stopping by you're gonna be like a captive audience for a minute well and it's funny because there are a lot of people that go there because when i went there a year or so ago while i was there there were i would say probably three or four cars that like were waiting for me to finish so they could do it that's funny and i was just there like on a you know, regular day. It's it like, wasn't like it's well known. It's it gotten wasn't out. Like the word's Halloween gotten out. or anything like that. Yeah, it was just like a regular day, and and people were waiting. So I mean, I'm sure people are there every single day checking out Spook Hill. Have you ever seen the pictures? Now you know this. What this reminds me of is um, like any touristy attraction that you see people taking a picture of, and they look like they're the only ones there. And then if you see like the wide shot, you'll always see just a million people waiting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the it's so- like um seeing the. Leaning Tower of Pisa, and you, if you pull back, you're, there's, there's like million, 800 buildings other other than the Leaning Tower. That, there. <laughs> the one that I was thinking of is the southernmost point in Key West. Oh yeah, yeah. You'll always see like family pictures of two or three people standing there. But if you go, and I think there's actually a live webcam video. Yeah, uh, there's uh, like hundreds uh, of people. You'll there. see, yeah, 100 people in line on any given Tuesday. Just 100 people in line waiting to have their picture yeah. taken with the southernmost point. <laughs> right. And you know the funny thing about that is that's not even the real southernmost point in yeah, Key West. Yeah, I know. You've told us. Yep. <laughs> I, have I? Yeah, you I brought have. that up. I remember doing a. Uh, I was going to do a Key West episode. I was putting one together. About I, I'm that. almost positive that you told us on the on the podcast, but just give the the real give su- the cliff notes version. The of real it. southernmost point in Key West is on a beach just south of the fort that's there. There's a fort that I, the name right now escapes me, but it's there's like an old fort that's at the very end of the island, and there's and a that's beach there. Southernmost and that's the real southernmost hit. But the gotcha. thing is, there's no road to it. There's no like way to really get there, except I mean, if you're on the beach, but 
it's not like it doesn't it's not as conducive to a touristy uh picture photo yeah. op you know gotcha all right you got another one or uh i do so this one is um it's like i have like this is like three a b and c okay <laughs> so my next one is three a b okay uh, so my next one is swimming with the sharks okay and again you know uh, it could be terrifying or it could not be right. depending on how you are it's florida it's um you know we've got lots of wildlife we've got lots of outdoor activities and and in pretty much any body of water in the state there could be a large animal waiting to eat you <laughs> yeah so yeah good times um, i've heard florida described as america's australia yeah i could see that in that in that regard so there are m- multiple places. Obviously, you can go swim with sharks in the water, in the ocean. Just by, or yeah, in just the by going to the beach, you yeah. swim with the sharks. The Gulf, you're swimming Te- with sharks. Technically, right? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, you know, we've told the story uh, multiple times, I think, of me swimming with an actual shark. At New Smyrna. At New Smyrna Beach, yeah. yeah. I mean, that could was, actually almost be... It was only two and a half feet. A little, little black three tip. Three feet long. That could be an on- honorary mention of a scary yeah, Florida place. Yeah, absolutely. New Smyrna Beach. Uh, totally, 100%. Yeah, I saw that shark. And and we had literally been talking with folks the, the day before that go to that beach all the time. And they're like, yeah, I've never seen a shark there. You're not going to see a shark. And, and then, then wham, first try. I see it, yeah. I remember you talk, talk, talking to the lifeguard. You said, hey, I saw a shark in the water over there. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you see him all the like, time. He's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'd be surprised like, if you didn't. He goes, I see him all the time because I I'm a I surf out there. He's like I see him every single day. <laughs> I was I like, okay. That would freak me out, but I guess you get used to it. Yeah, I guess so. Anywho, so but there are places in Florida where you can go to a more like, um, I guess uh, controlled, safe, controlled controlled environment controlled environment. That's a good way to say it. Uh, and swim with sharks. So no, the first place I found was Discovery Cove, um, and that is a place where you can. Um, you know, get the full experience. That's the SeaWorld place, right? Yep, exactly. I didn't know you could swim with sharks there. I knew you could swim with dolphins there, but the sharks is... Uh, yeah, it's like a, sh- did, it's a shallow water a shallow water shark tank. Um, and they... Uh, y- you basically swim freely alongside several different species of sharks in there. Uh, it's a... It's something you have to book in advance and, advance, and it starts at $109 per person. And is the, do you know if that's after you've paid the admission? Because I don't know the answer to yeah. that. Because uh, that place is kind of expensive. Discovery yeah. Cove. Yeah. But I think that that's uh, everybody's gone yeah. says it's a great day. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a very very cool experience from what I hear. I wouldn't know <laughs> personally. Yeah, it's like two hundred fifty dollars a person. Yeah. It's, it's not but, cheap. But you know, Discovery Cove, we're ready to come yeah. if you want to invite us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the second place is the Florida Aquarium, and that is right here in our own Tampa. And we've Florida. watched people swim with the sharks. There. We have. So. The Florida Aquarium actually has two different swimming with sharks experience experiences. Uh, one is a snorkel experience, so you do not have to be scuba certified to you do this. You just hang out at the top. Yep, you can snorkel with more than a thousand fish, including stingrays, barracudas, a sea turtle, and sand tiger sharks. Oh, I know the tank that they put you in for all that. Yeah. I, there's that one particular tank that has. Yep. Sharks and sea turtles that I remember. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, so, and they say scuba certification is not required. Um, that one is a hundred dollars for aquarium member aquarium members or a hundred and ten dollars for non-members. So scary or maybe not, depending on if you're terrified of sharks. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go snorkeling with some sharks, 
I think that's a pretty scary experience, especially if you're on the top of the water. I feel like if you're amongst them, it's a little less that's scary what than I think if too, yeah. you're swimming on top of the water and they're like looking up at you. From what I hear, shark attacks on divers are super rare. Like it almost never happens because they see you in the water with yeah, them. They think you're just part of the part of the, part of the environment. Right, and a large piece of the environment. Yeah. So they're not going to go when there's small fish that they could eat, they're not going to go after you. And if you're on the top, you're something, you could just be some, something, a seal something flopping something. around yeah, up there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the Florida Aquarium also has dive with the sharks. And that is a little bit more expensive. It's $150 for aquarium members or 160 for non-members. And that one obviously does require you to be scuba certified. certified. Cool. You have to be um, 15 years or up and you're down there, you know, amongst the animals Taking the plunge, as they say, taking with the plunge. sharks, moray ears, eels, barracuda, sea turtles, and and more. I've seen people doing this. I looked in there and seen yeah. this going on. So um, all gear is provided. Oh, so good. That's good to know. And then the last place, um, we actually have... Uh, we just recently experienced this a little bit. Well, we saw this. We were, I know which one you're mentioning, I believe. Yeah. So at Epcot, they have Explore New Depths. And that's what the adventure is called. And it's in the seas with Nemo and friends. They're at that pavilion there. So you know how they have that giant aquarium. It's one of the biggest aquariums in the world. It's really, really amazing. In fact, our son always wants, like, that's his favorite thing. It's it's, it's crazy. It's I love it. Like, whenever yeah, we go. Loves, he's like, can we go to Nemo? Can we go to Nemo? Because he just loves aquariums. He's just like you in that respect. He, it's funny because that's considered kind of an older, not so well. Uh, yeah. Not it's one a little bit. It's an older attraction, right? It's, yeah. one of, it's, it's one of the older attractions. It's not probably not one of the marquee ones anymore. The ride, the Nemo right. ride, is kind of it's all right, but it has a short line all the time. Uh, but yeah, he just loves going in there looking he at the fish, it. and I love that too. So whenever we go there, he just wants to go, go see that. And, yeah. um, and the last time we were there, we saw this happening. There was a quite a few divers in there. Yes. And you can hang out and you can dive in there. Shark. There was a, there was at least one hammerhead shark flying around in there. Yeah. A lot of smaller sharks. Um, mm-hmm. There are dolphins, but they're not in this tank. They're in another separate tank, yes. the dolphins. And there was a bunch, and we'll, we'll put some footage in here as well for you guys to see, but there were a bunch of divers in there. Oh, quite a few, and, yeah. And um, there was at one point, uh, there they their dive was ending, and they were all getting out of the aquarium. And like the getting out point like was right above where I was standing. Yeah. So all of these scuba divers are like, like, descending upon me and they like, see you know? and remember them waving yeah they're like waving us. and stuff we'll put some footage in of, of that it was really cool but um i would love to do this this is probably the number one thing on this list that i'd, I'd want to do so it's a 5.7 million gallon saltwater aquarium just so you know and um it has over six thousand sea creatures inside of it which that's a lot of sea creatures. Give or take, depending on how hungry some of the sharks are. <laughs> nice. You can't tell. Um, so there's sea turtles, angelfish, dolphins, eagle rays, sharks. Um, and what's what I thought was really interesting, it's called Epcot Seas Adventure Dive Quest, and it lasts for three hours. And you spend approximately 40 minutes on your actual dive. Okay. That's but about, sounds about right. The rest of the time they do this like massive backstage tour and show you like all the infrastructure that filters and maintains the Oh, that's cool. The aquarium. Yeah. I thought that that sounded really, really fun. I would, would love it's, to it's do that. It's almost like the behind the scenes tour that they yeah, do, yeah, yeah. but at but the aquarium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's $179. I don't know if admission is included. Uh, 179 for, I bet you, uh, I don't know if admission will be included I, for probably that. Probably not. not. Yeah. But 
Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that doesn't seem that un- unreasonable. One seventy nine. Yeah, I didn't for, think it was that bad either. For to dive in that tank. I mean, that's cool. Plus a three hour tour. Plus a three hour tour. <laughs> I heard a song about that once. Three hour tour, forty minutes in the in the in, yeah. the, in what is like a world famous aquarium. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, it's, it's really beautiful. It's like a canned dive. I mean, you know all the fish are there. Yeah, but it, I mean, but it's a really it, cool spot. It's a little scary, but it's like roller coaster scary. You know, like you get that thrill with while knowing that you're pretty much completely safe yeah they wouldn't they let you fed, dive in there if they, they fed the sharks they're yeah. well fed yeah. you know? they would let you dive in there if they knew right. that hammerhead was going to take a chunk out of somebody exactly. every now and then yeah so yeah. anyway i think that sounds really yeah cool. that's i've always wanted to do that that's really high and that's it actually seems for disney prices not too bad fairly reasonable yeah yeah that seems do- doable for like a bucket list type of thing mm-hmm. so next on my list has nothing to do with anything animal oriented but i okay. ran into this and thought this was seemed pretty pretty interesting it's called a grindhouse video okay this is one of the few video stores that survives anywhere in the i mean think about how many video stores are gone you mean like blockbuster blockbuster just any place where you go and buy or rent a physical okay video or dvd but in Tampa, there is still one that exists. It has a cult following. It's called Grindhouse Video. They they have a, a brick and mortar location where you can go check it out. Okay. And uh, it looks like they do a lot of their business online, which is probably how they stay in business. But um, it is a store that specializes in nothing but horror movies. Okay. I was wondering where the scary was coming as in. As mainstream and obscure as can be. Just, just It's a whole store. Hmm, interesting. It's in a little dinky strip mall, and there's a, a place called Nerd Out Comics that's right next to it. But it's a video store that still exists to this day that rents. Well, I don't know if they rent, but they sell Blu-rays, DVDs, VHS, and even Laserdiscs of just wow. nothing but horror movies. VHS. And um, they it's, also... Well, go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry. Go no, ahead. They also sell... They have like... It's just like any kind of place like this. They, they have collectibles and toys and books and memorabilia and games and things like that uh-huh. too. But um, to know that a video store still exists, still any, exists anywhere right. in the world, yeah, that's not amazing. only to be... Not only that, but just to have it's like this probably, narrow niche. It's probably not the only video store left in the world though. Probably not, but... I'm guessing like, you know, Nowheresville, you know... No. Some Nowheresville town in some rural part of a state has a video store, I, I would guess. I think, I believe there's still one Blockbuster left. Oh, really? I think, unless something tells me, I want to I want to see, I, I think it might have just closed recently. You're going to have to research that and then add some kind of like tagline down at the bottom of the YouTube video that says, yeah, or right I don't now. know what I'm talking about. I want to say it's in Alaska. <laughs> Um, I can see that. I, I want to say that. the final blockbuster video is still in Alaska. So but a, a video store with just horror movies. So do you think Rosemary's Baby is in there? Probably. Just I mean, watched Rosemary's Baby for the first time just like a week or so ago because someone at work made me watch it. That was the most horrifying movie I've ever seen in so my life. So it still holds up? Oh my gosh. And it was like, it's like one of those movies that like it's like subtly horrifying you know like like the music gets really freaky and nothing's happening but you think something's gonna it's like happen you the music so, like yeah, tips you off yeah but then like you know nothing crazy ever really does happen but the whole thing is still just terrifying and yeah whoo man it definitely it, it's definitely stuck with me so I'm, I'm sure they have it there maybe <laughs> should we go check it out i don't know now if you look at pictures of this place it looks kind of i don't wouldn't say scary i mean it just looks like a small little video store that's got nothing but 
So it doesn't have like a, it's not like a giant mouth eating you as you enter. No, or it's like, like the like the video store version of Gatorland where <laughs> right, you walk right. through a skull with. Yeah, exactly. No, that would be awesome, actually. We or should the go picture that. Clown, the, you know. Yeah, you walk through the clown's mouth. <laughs> yeah. Like some psycho circus. Ooh, scary. Uh, the last blockbuster is in Bend, Oregon. Ah, I just found that so out. So it does exist. It's still, it does exist. <laughs> it yes, does it, exist. it's still out there. Very cool. And, well, uh, that's interesting. Bend, huh. Oregon. And is that your second to last one or is that your last one? Uh, I still have one more. Okay. So I, this is my last one. Um, and it is in Cocoa Beach, Merritt Island. Okay. And it is, it sounds really cool, but just the idea of doing this at night also makes me feel like it would be a little freaky too. So that's why it's on my list. But I definitely want to do this. And it's the bioluminescent comb jelly night oh, tour. Oh yeah, that looks and awesome. And paddleboard um, adventure basically. Or you can kayak. You can do like a paddleboard adventure or you can kayak. And it's, um, it, if you haven't heard of this, we'll add some pictures here that you so you can kind of see. But this bioluminescence is basically they're glowing in the water at night. And yep. it's a, an amazing sight to see from what I can tell from pictures that I have seen. I wonder how that works. Like when you're going through, because the, the water isn't glowing until you are like hitting so you're them. going through it so yeah. something about stirring up the water makes them right 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 up. right so i don't know how it works either but um but it has something to do with some very large words like um phytoplankton and dinoflagellates i've heard of those yeah i've, so, I've heard of those things <laughs> who knows if i'm saying them correctly <laughs> phytoplankton yeah but um but it's it, it's amazing it's like uh, these comb jellies that light up and it's apparently kind of like what people will say is kind of like a life-changing experience which I can kind of see that like when something is so beautiful like I remember the first time we ever saw the Grand Canyon I was like this is this is unbelievable how giant this thing oh, is absolutely. you know what I mean so I can kind of see how going through and like kayaking or stand-up paddleboarding through like glowing animals would would be like kind of a life-changing experience, you know? You sound like some hippie kid who just like yeah. ate some mushroom he found at a cow patty. It was and life-changing, then, man. Life-changing, man. It was, and man, it was life-changing. I saw those bioluminescent algae, man. They were speaking to me. I could, so. I could hear the ocean was speaking. <laughs> singing to me man right so um in this particular one i think there's a lot of different ones that you could probably look up but the one that i found um again is at Merritt island cocoa beach area it's a guided tour it's 75 dollars per person um and they again they it's like, guided so it's they take you to tour, where so they this, take you yep. through and um and ages five and under can even participate. They just have to like be on the paddleboard or, yeah. or kayak with the parent. They couldn't. They can't stand up and paddle. I guess not. A five-year-old. Nope. So anyway, I think that would be really cool. I would like to to do that. Um, it's typically in the summertime, May through September, um, that they. Oh, I guess I'm sorry. It's just it's all year round, but. It's later in the summertime, obviously, because of the time change. So May through September, it tends to be like around 9 p.m. and then 8 p.m. in the October through April month. Uh, yeah, that sounds great. I want to do that. Yeah, I think that'd be very cool. Bioluminescent, bioluminescent algae. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, my last one is, it kind of piggybacks on yours a little bit too, because there was some paddling involved here. And okay. uh, the last one, this is one of those scary things that I don't know that I would, I could probably see myself doing this in the right environment. And this is... This, if I wanted to put myself up through a challenge, okay. This is the 17 runs. You ever heard of this? 
Um, I think I have, but I can't remember what it is. The 17 Runs is an infamous section of the Hillsborough River. Oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. And this is in Thanota, Sassa, Florida. Yes. It's actually considered to be uh, just about the most extreme and technical paddling in all of Florida. So if you are a, a kayaker, a canoeer, this is like an expert level spot. You just recently watched a YouTube video of a guy doing this. I did. This is one of the things yeah. I ran across and I, I just wanted to see it like experience it through the video um right i could see you know maybe doing this if i was up for the dealing with a lot of nonsense <laughs> a, <little laughs> the, a pain in the tuchus <laughs> yeah so uh it's not far from Hill, hillsborough river state park yeah. uh you there's a section of the river they call the 17 runs and okay. it's because 17 smaller tributaries come like flow into that into the hillsborough river right and because of that it open it the river sort of loses the definition of a river anymore yeah and it, so you're walking your kayak yeah it opens up into a big <laughs> flood plain basically a swampy flood plain uh-huh. uh underneath a canopy of cypress trees so the sun is blocked out it's nothing but just tipped over trees logs yeah like you Swamp. literally in some parts have to like lift up your kayak over trees and put your kayak under trees and go yeah, like it, it's a five five miles of that five miles of getting walking up, your pot kayak of, through gra- yep. swampy areas picking your canoe up over the log yeah. throw, putting it under That's, spiders no, snakes no thank you gators a five mile it's about a five mile stretch it takes several hours to get through this this sounds like something that I would hate out in the yeah out in deep deep Florida wilderness basically yeah <laughs> deep jungle no, thank i mean you. it's not far from civilization i mean it's it's not far no, from no no but, but it's deep in like old school uh, right florida woodland swamp and you land. like see gators and everything they if everything. you're like a complete na- na- you know nature lover who doesn't yeah. care about putting up with all that stuff and you just want to see a part of florida that uh people don't normally see the 17 runs of the Hillsborough River are your are your way to go. Now that they, sounds horrifying. Well, that sounds more horrifying than Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> you know, to be out there. Now they don't. Reckon, there was like I'm sorry. Just I there was just like right. there was one like YouTube video that you were watching where a guy was like waist deep in water, in, like like muck water, in muck water in an area. The, I mean, granted, no gator in that area has been fed because there's nobody around. But still, being in that deep in muck water. In a gator-infested area, and there's a lot of gators on that. A river. lot of gators. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd be if I was a gator. That's where I'd be because nobody's messing with me. Nope. You know. So, um, man, I that does. So not... you can't see yourself and ever doing spiders this. Spiders everywhere. You guys know how I feel about spiders. There's no way. Now they have. They don't recommend you just going and doing it if you oh don't know gosh. what you're doing. In fact, if when brown you, recluses, brown recluses, um, black widows, black your favorite, widows. your personal favorite, the black widow. Yeah. Remember the time we found a black widow in the garage once? And no, no, no. We found a family of black widow spiders in our garage. It was a mom, a dad, and a lot of babies. And Shannon was basically ready to burn down the house. Well, well <laughs> it was like calling we, the artillery strike. Have we told this story before? It sounds. I feel like I we don't have. know if we have. If we we have, probably repeat stories I over apologize. and over again, and people are sick of it. But like, I ran out of the garage. <laughs> You're knocking your laughing. computer over. We ran out of the garage. Andy's like, it's okay. It's not a big deal. I'm like, no, no, no. You don't understand. We are going to bomb the entire house, whether it's with a bug bomb or an atomic bomb. And I'm like, <laughs> one Mr. way or the other, we are bombing the house. I become like Mr. Wikipedia, where I'm like, well, I'm right here. It says that the uh, Black Widow is responsible for zero deaths in uh, in America, and it. Uh, <laughs> and put I up my say, glasses. who cares? Who cares? 
<laughs> it's an ugly red spider with a red, black and red spider. Bomb well, it. and they, like, their babies are brown like a light brown they're not they don't have the red um hourglass on them you get that when i guess you you get that when you get your wings or something as oh, a, when you earn your wings <laughs> your wing. when you earn your hourglass when you become an adult you earn your hourglass but um so they have like little light brown babies and this morning our car i got in our car and there was a little light brown baby spider what'd you name it in our car and i thought oh i wonder if that's a black widow spider because um it was in the garage. Your car is probably free from bugs and crickets and everything else. That's we should probably bomb the garage they, again. I'm bomb just your saying. car. Anyway, sorry. So, you were saying? Sorry. <laughs> As we get off on that tangent, I'm sure there's a lot of these things on the 17 runs. But there is uh, <laughs> there's a sign. They don't recommend you going there, obviously, if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> they People. Don't, they don't recommend me going there. Anybody. <laughs> People get lost frequently it's uh, not uncommon for a family of just you know could you just imagine schmoes? this happening yeah just a mom and dad and their kids out for a paddle and they see this and they go in there and there's actually a sign there's several signs there's a bunch of signs that warn Do you not enter well there is a sign it's like an old school wooden yellow and brown sign that says abandon all hope ye who enter here right before you enter this area Jeez. including some official looking signs that say look don't go in here unless Why you know what you're doing you with the kids and all that stuff That's people crazy. do people randomly will just paddle in there thinking how bad can it be and then they have to get rescued in fact uh, they say helicopter rescues aren't even that uncommon for these oh people. Oh, my gosh. There was an article I ran across uh, in TampaBay.com from about a year or two ago. Rescued canoeists took a wrong turn on Hillsborough River 17 runs. Oh, jeez. And uh, <laughs> this says, amid the croaking... I'll, I'll put a link to this uh, article in the show notes. But amid the cre the croaking bullfrogs and whine of mosquitoes and the blackness of, Hillsborough, of a Hillsborough oh. County swamp... Three men stood afloat on a log Monday night crying for help through a canopy of trees. What was supposed to be a daytime canoe exploration of the Upper Hillsborough River turned into a harrowing night in the wilderness for the trio. It ended uh, Tuesday when early Tuesday when sheriff's deputies spotted them and guided them back to dry land. So, how did sheriff de sheriff deputies spot them in the middle of a swamp? They had to. I read this article before. They only had between. They, I mean, did they have a cell phone that they, they called had, someone? They had a cell phone. They they only had between the three of them. It said they had two life jackets, one pair of shoes, and a cell phone. Oh jeez. Uh, they sailed past the sign that said "Abandon all hope, ye who enter here." And before dusk, they were lost. They kept paddling until they reached the dead end of an inlet. They climbed out and trudged through the swamp, headed toward the distant sound of traffic along US 301. Gosh. Um, and 301 isn't exactly a very populated street no, either. No, no, uh, Oh, gosh. They said it was just like being lost in the woods. It's easy to become disoriented. And they just said that um, as the trees got too thick, the night too dark, fearing an alligator encounter, they assembled atop a 15-foot log. So they got out of their canoe because a gator can't get on a log. Sat on a log and said, let's wait. <laughs> From their dying cell phone, they called 911. A search was launched. Dispatchers told the men to continue calling 911 every 30 minutes. Using the phone signal, deputies were able to like pinpoint their location, their their approximate location. Jeez. They just got out looking for them. So, And there's a lot of stories like that. So if you head out into the 17 runs of the Hillsborough River not knowing what you're doing. Don't do it. This <laughs> could be, you could be on the news. Um, there are now that being said, there are guided tours you can take. There's a there's a site um, called canoeescape.com and there's a location called uh, they have a, a firm an actual location. We've rented kayaks and canoes from this place, uh, Canoe Escape, and they do offer guided tours through here. And if you have you know a bit of a 
of a, a hankering a hankering for a challenge <laughs> you can do this they they their their site is funny it's just like do not wear new clothes wear mud get ready to get as muddy and dirty as possible it's going to be strenuous it's going to be <laughs> rough wow but imagine the feeling that you could get from doing that do right think, that might be kind of fun do you think anyone watching is seeing this as like a recommendation to do it and then um, they're going to be like stuck in the middle of the 17 runs on the Hillsborough I, River and I've be like, said, I heard about it from a podcast called Sunshine State of Mind and they said to go do it. So I'm just saying for the record, don't do it. I wouldn't recommend doing it alone. Don't do it. But. Don't do it. <laughs> there is a tour. If you, you can take a tour. Don't do it. <laughs> I just said if you go, if you don't, you know, pay attention to the sign, you're going to end up on the news. Man. Yeah. Um, wow. So that's my. I'm, I think I'm going to skip that one. Which of these would you do? Uh, I mean, you've already done Hudson Grotto. I've done Hudson Grotto. Um, we've also, I also did the, your first one. What was the first one? Um, what was my first one? Oh, Lake Jessup. Well, yeah. We've been there. We didn't take the tour at night. We didn't do the night tour, but I have been to Lake Jessup. So I definitely do those two. <laughs> I would do that. I'd pop in the Grindhouse video to see what that's about. Yeah, I would do that too. Um, 17 runs in Hillsborough River. Definitely not. I would do it with the right, if I had the right mindset, maybe the right group of people. If I was like with like a group of guys that said, you know, let's do something stupid, but with yeah. like a guide and we knew we were going to get out alive. Yeah. Um, I, I, could, I could see a scenario where I did that, but probably not and the There's one i several that i w i wouldn't do on your list the eagle's I'll... nest i would never do in a million years not even if I, if you you know if i was i have no interest in that yeah i wouldn't do that either but uh, i would do every single thing on my list yeah everyone because your list isn't scary no it is scary it's just scary cool You're... not scary like death defying well, zip line over gators yeah i mean depending on who you are yeah i mean none of mine are like are are like I said, they're all controlled, um, you know, um, adrenaline rushes, kind of like bungee jumping, you know, yeah. it's like, it's designed to keep you safe. Which I'm is, just, I'm just nodding my head. Like that's, yep. yeah, that's my, that's what I like. Now, I like to be if, safe. Now, if it was a rope course over gators, you would never catch me on that. That yeah. would be scary for well, me. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, how are you going to get up to the zip line? Because you couldn't even get up Isn't there, the zip line. It's just line. regular stairs, right? I know, but like, you couldn't get up the ropes course to get to the zip line at the Museum of Science and Industry. One of my least proud moments of all time was on the ropes course at, at Mosey, the Museum of Science and Industry in Tampa, and I made it to like the second level. Did you? Did and, you really make it to the second? And level? And I chickened out. I made. <laughs> I finished the first. When I got to the second level, I was like, "Yep, yeah, I can't do this." My. I had this. And then the girl, as you were leaving, said, "You were like, yeah, I couldn't do that." And you, she said, "Well, at least you didn't cry. Some people <laughs> some cry. Some people cry." <laughs> he said, "Some people get stuck up there. They just like freeze in terror." I just looked down, Jeez. and it was maybe thirty feet, but for me, it looked, looked like an infinity. And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good. I'm coming back down." And you went to like the bathroom or something and missed it. Yeah, I missed the whole thing. You like, missed. I that. didn't go to the bathroom. The kids had to go to the bathroom, so I missed your, you know. One one tiered <laughs> ropes course yeah, adventure. <laughs> that was it for me. So Anywho. yeah, if you can get Gatorland to do a do that over yeah ropes course over Gators, not happening. That'd be number one on my list. I would I could I would do it before I did the Eagles Nest and went scuba diving in three hundred feet under yeah a cave. <laughs> Too funny. And that's like insanity right there. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please support us by giving us a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing us with your friends and family. You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or pretty much anywhere you download a podcast. Another more direct way to support the show is by visiting our website, sunshinestatepodcast.com, and clicking through on the button that says become a patron. 
It's a safe and secure way that you can support the show, and there are different levels, some of which will even qualify you as an advertiser on the show. There's also an Amazon link on our webpage. If you click through on that link and just make your normal purchases, Amazon gives a commission to the show at no cost to you. You can also follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Our handle is at Florida Podcast or search Sunshine State of Mind on YouTube. And be sure to check out our website at sunshinestatepodcast.com. We will see you guys next time. 